This episode of The Movie Men is brought to you by media sales consultant Tim DeArmond. Your source for daily traditional and digital marketing insights and advice. For more information, check out the link posted in the show notes below. Well, hey everyone, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's uh, yeah, the, you know, when one welcome doesn't quite do it, say it three times. Let's... Well, see, it's just that I feel like the floor of a taxi cab, so I just I didn't know what else to say. I don't know what that means. I have no like. Is that a saying? That's a quote from Ghostbusters. I feel like the floor of a taxi cab. Yeah. I don't know that quote. I think, I forget which one of the four guys said it, but, well, we can get to that later. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Welcome, everyone. Um, I just have, we'll, we'll do regular housekeeping at the end of the show. Sure. Um, there's just one piece of quasi-housekeeping that I'd kind of like to to do right now, if that's okay with my cohort. He doesn't know anything about this, so. Sure. All right. Um, as some of you may or may not have noticed, on the internets uh, over the last couple of, uh, I'd say months, there have been more and more and more and more and more headlines, movie news being posted from a website called We Got This Covered. Hmm. Have you have you seen anything like that, Pete? Have you seen these like, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a, a article or a headline saying, you know, oh, um, uh, Ace Ventura, they're or they're gonna do another Ace Ventura, or, um, you know, just like this really <laughs> always always super fantastical sounding movie news, hmm. always things that sound like, oh man, yeah, this is really exciting, right. Something that's kind of like honing in on your heartstrings of like this fantastical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and nine times out of ten, <laughs> the source, the website that it's come from, is a mm-hmm. website called wegotthiscovered.com. Okay. Is that does that stand out to you at all? Not particularly. Okay, well keep an eye out for it. Okay. Um my message to you mm-hmm. and to the good people. Sure are stop clicking those at, those links. Right. Stop sharing them. Yep. We Got This Covered is, is the biggest distributor online of fake news clickbait garbage. <laughs> That's honestly what I was thinking. Like, if this just sounds like total clickbait crap. Right? There is a there there is a website out there that's dedicated towards monitoring how often we got this covered mm-hmm. is truthful. Oh man. And it's and it's something like seven percent. Seven percent of the time when hmm. they post when they break a piece of movie news, seven yeah. percent of the time it turns out to be true. And so I you know what I'm curious about? Like, is that seven out of a hundred stories are true or is that just a percentage of when they post a story it's based on like 
seven one hundredths of a truth, and then they expound it and make it just total garbage. I think maybe some. Uh, I think both. they post. An, yeah. I think they post enough crap that sometimes <laughs> they just get lucky by accident. <laughs> Yesterday, yeah, I didn't do today's stats because today's not over yet. Sure, but it, like if you if you go to their website, there's different categories. Like you can look at comic book news, you can look at movie mm. news, you can look at sports news, right. you can look at. Uh, music news, obviously the one that's most applicable to us is movies. True. If you click on the movie news section. Yeah. Yesterday, we got this cover broke 26 movie news related stories. In, like in one day? In one day, yesterday. So over Yesterday, one they broke 26 more than once an hour. More than once an hour. They posted something wow. fantastic sounding. Hmm. And the only way you get numbers like that mm-hmm. is if you're making shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for and sure. This, this, and this drives me nuts because this is ruining fandom. It's people getting less excited. People will, you know, people get burned by stuff like this. Yeah. And then don't get excited when they see movie news because they don't like they don't even know anymore. They don't know what's true. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that's even exclusively for movie news. Just I think clickbait in general is just yeah. Causes uh like, what, yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Okay, um, I'll skip through a couple of them here. Rogue One co-writer wants to make a Star Fox movie. Huh. But the only person who's reporting that is we got this covered. <laughs> hmm. um, Vulture's outfit in Morbius trailer links to the Spider-Man Homecoming. But, but, but Vulture's outfit isn't in the, in the trailer. I mean, Michael Keaton shows up, and that's amazing. <laughs> right? Um, Chris Rock promises new Saw movie will be gory and bloody. But they, they take these these interviews, right. and they take one sentence completely out of context. Sure. Robert Pattinson wants to push Batman as far as possible. Ugh. Right. Sir Ian McKellen reveals private journals he kept while making The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, hmm. um, original Incredible Hulk actor says he's not impressed with the MCU's Hulk. Like, stuff that you go, oh, geez, I need, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm intrigued. I mean, yeah. Star Wars fans freaking out over deleted scene of Han kissing Luke. There you go. What? <laughs> what? There you go. Anyways, yeah. long story short. Stop. Just stop. You know, you know. long story short, sign of the times. Like, this is the clickbait era. Comes, It's just par for the course, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, my big thing, because, I like, I care. I care about our fans. I care about our movie fans. True. Yep. I care about people who aren't our fans but are movie fans. True. Yep. Stop. Listen, stop getting your hopes up. Just, yeah. Based on we got this covered news and stop spreading we got this covered news because we got this covered. Right. Have no, um, 
they have no integrity. Right. Yep. Right. It, it, it's about clicking and, and that's going to catch up to them for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all of that aside, sorry about that rant. Oh, hey. Got to you know, get it off your chest. It's, it's got my, it's got my, my blood boiling. <laughs> So this this week we're back into doing movie reviews, mm-hmm. um, and we did a vote. Yes, and this was a a very interesting vote. We did a vote of four films that uh, my friend Peter, mm-hmm. Peter, has not had not seen. Right, um, and not just like random. Not like oh you know no I haven't seen. Um, Stab a homeless man in the deep. Some indie <laughs> film that was like, which, you know, no, which is a were, great movie. It's, it's fantastic. But mm-hmm. I no these these were films that were somewhat iconic films, um, bigger yeah. deal movies, yeah. crazy movies that yeah. it 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 felt genuinely crazy to me that you'd gotten this far without seeing. Potentially, potentially. Well, no, that's 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 subjective. What to me, it was crazy that you had. Oh, seen I that. see. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Yep. That's all there is to it. Yep. And on that list was Terminator, mm-hmm. which you still have not seen. Correct. Which will need to be rectified at some okay. point. Yep. Um, also on that list was Space Jam. Sure. Which almost won. It was so close. Again, it was very close. Another instance of the bonus votes really dictating where things went, and it really, really came down really, to yeah, the last vote. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, also on that list yeah. was Men in Black. Yeah, which I'm still. I think you would love. Yeah, and finally was Ghostbusters, the original 1984 Ivan Reitman Ghostbusters. Right, right. And that's the one that won. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty happy because I would say that on that list, if you could only watch one, right. that's the one you need to watch. Right. Yep. Um, I'm very disappointed. So I watched it last night mm-hmm. um, just to be, you know, partially fresh. to be fresh and partially because it's, it's freaking Ghostbusters. Like, you know, <laughs> if you don't carve out a little bit of time once a week to watch Ghostbusters, then you're not, <laughs> you know, you're not doing, you're doing yourself a disservice basically. Right. Um, but I was, I, I was a little bit sad while watching it last night because I realized, really? you know, to, to me, um, I, w- I will watch a movie that I've seen a hundred times. True. If I'm showing it to someone new, right. if I can, you know, if I can re-experience mm-hmm. The first time seeing a film through a film virgin's experience, right? Because when when then, someone gasps, that's exciting. When someone like the person who's new to it gasps or you know jumps, and you kind of re you revisit like, oh yeah, that that's what I totally did in this scene. Yeah, it's the new breath well, and, of life. And I think it's really validating too. Like I think right. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, when when someone who hasn't seen it before laughs at a scene that you think is funny, when they jump at a ske- scene that you think is frightening, right. when they cry at a scene that you think is sad, right. um, that kind of validates you. And you kind of go, yeah, you know what? That is funny. I, I you know, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not an idiot. But right. 
yeah, so anyways, I, I didn't get to watch this one with you. I didn't get to experience you watching it. Right, um, right. Which, yeah, I, you know, I think is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it is what it is. And right. I'm fairly certain I will experience you experiencing the new one. Um, but that'll be, that'll be interesting and exciting because that'll be a new experience for both of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this was uh, this was your first time, you know. You're you're how old are you? You're pushing thirty. Let's just leave it at that. The more I think about it, the more depressing it is. So you're you're pushing thirty and yeah. only just watched <laughs> Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. So so walk me through this. Tell me tell me tell me more. What your thoughts are? I I will <clears throat> I'll start by saying I think there's only one flaw in this film. There's only mm. one moment that I won't defend violently, if cool. need be. Yep. Um, and it's not even, you know, it's kind of like a, eh, whatever. Okay. I'm over it. Doesn't bother me. Who cares? It's it's not a deal breaker for you. It's, it's not at all a deal breaker. Right. Okay. Uh, and aside from this one moment, I think the rest of the film is pretty much flawless. Cool. Okay. So let me have it. Well, I mean, ultimately, I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm just talking just big picture. I do wonder if I saw it too late in my life. Because how... I, I'll keep going, but I want to bounce this back to you. How old were you when you watched this for the first time? Because n- um, neither of us were alive in the 80s, so we, we obviously didn't see it when it came out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you... Yeah. You were almost alive in the eighties. I I don't <laughs> actually know. I um, wasn't. Almost, I said almost. Well, you were born in ninety, weren't you? Ninety feels like yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, no, uh, I I don't know. F- I don't know for certain. Okay. But my guess, like, if I had to ballpark it, sure. I would say I couldn't have been much older than six or seven. Right. So maybe younger, but definitely not older. Definitely not older. So I think this would have been one of those movies that if I had seen it around that age, it definitely would have um, adhered more to me just because it's it's very actiony and like I could see how young kids could just really get into this story and the action and some of the comedy they'd understand, some they wouldn't. And then I feel this would be one of those movies that as I aged, when I rewatched it at different stages of my life, I would appreciate different aspects. And then where I am today, again, I would watch it and appreciate some some new aspects to it. So I, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't... I'm, I'm obviously not at the same fandom level as you. And I, I think that would be kind of... A, that would be a pretty high ask. Right. I think it I think it would. I do think um you know whether it be something we review or whether it be a recommendation to you or however right. that plays out. Yep. I do think watching the second one is in order. Cool. Um and you know, I I I think the only way you become a huge fan of something mm. is by re- repeat exposure to it right 
so, right? And and really kind of delving in. Like there's a there's a TV show, a, an animated TV show, which I would say, right. yeah. you 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 know, for someone like me, I would go back and watch it for sure. For I sure. would say for someone like you, yep. maybe you've missed, the maybe you've missed the train on that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I I uh, I think Ghostbusters is the type of film that the more you watch it, the more you love it. Right. And I can totally get that feeling because when I'm watching this, there's some movies, whether it's recommendations or just movies we're reviewing or just movies I'm watching on my own, I can untell I'm, I would have no need to rewatch this movie. But there are aspects to this that I feel like I do want to watch this again someday, whether it's just with people, whether it's just on my own. And I feel like it would have some life that um, I would I could get some more out of it on, on further further views um okay tell 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 me let's start let's start by talking about some of the things that we love about this film for sure some Um, some of its merits some of its it's in our opinion um its strong points so what's something that really stands out to you as a you know unique about this film or just you know a total service to the film so this isn't the only film that does this and i'm not sure if i'm overlooking some of the actual film and just jumping to this right away but i mean the actors the main actors in this movie make this movie i mean so i'm talking about bill murray dan Aykroyd, like the whole crew and just even the whole story aside just watching these these in this case gentlemen acting was just entertaining funny and captivating like i love bill murray so much dan Aykroyd is is, great yeah this is a film that is chocked full of standout performances now think about that often you'll go and you'll watch a movie Mm -hmm. and everyone's pretty good in it yeah but one person had a standout performance (laughs) one person stole the movie sure yeah, multiple people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Most of the main characters in this movie, yep, have <laughs> steal the movie. Have right. standout and, performances, and it it's not too too much in one favor or too much on one side. Like there's not you, there's not one person kind of honing in on all kind of like the 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 moments. Like even what's his name. Who plays the neighbor? Rick Moranis. Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah. Like Lewis he's, Tully. he's not even he's... that main of a character. Like he's not that important. He has a bit of importance with like the plot, but ultimately he's just like a random. And like he even just like adds just like a, like he, he plays his role well. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's kind of just like a light break from what's going on. Um. Yeah. So. I guess the the main thing is the the actors in this movie, and um, I don't right. know if and, the movie and, would be the same without them. And not all of them were huge at the time, but what a huge cast! Yeah, it's the like, Bill Murray, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, right? Um, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson, right? Like, it, right. what a what a star-studded cast by today's standards. When, when you, yeah, when you, when whether depending on where they were in the career, but when you look at Star Wars and kind of the attrition that you know, basically it was just Harrison Ford that kind of carried on and really had a bit of a career. Like these are all people who 
were younger in their careers at this time and all went on and branched out and had fantastic careers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Was, um, what else do I enjoy? I, (laughs) I think I enjoy the humor in this. Um, it's so subtle. It's subtle and real comedy. Yeah, I, I think it, there's like, varying levels too. Like, there's some subtleness. There's some in-your-face stuff. There's stuff. There's some stuff. I'm like, did that just happen? Like, isn't this a kids' movie? But like, it's uh, and and it, it doesn't flows. rely too much on slapstick. Like, there's there's one or two. The fact that Lewis keeps getting locked out of his house is funny. But yeah, no, I agree. But there's no like fall down gags. There's no. no. Like, you the know. the closest it comes to it is in the hotel when, like, they're blowing the chandeliers up. But it's not in your face. Like, it's not over the top. It's not... It doesn't insult the audience. Like, it's literally just one scene. And, like, it's... Yeah, I, I would agree. <clears throat> right. And and what I love... What I love about that scene... Let's mm-hmm. talk about that, that, that whole scene sure. at the, the Sedgwick Hotel where we first get introduced to Slimer. Um, who is the green, the green ghost that sure. they catch there? Mm-hmm. Um, adequately named for the fact that he slimes Vankman. Um, this is this is a scene like just everything about it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it's three guys on their first call in a, in a relatively serious like they're not catching mice. Mm-hmm. Right, their first call in a high-end hotel, catching a ghost with unlicensed, unpracticed, and untested mm-hmm. nuclear accelerators <laughs> strapped to their backs. Right. Yeah. And 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 I think just like the genius of their acting in the sense that none of them are particularly confident or or sure like. Like, Venkman never is. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray's character is always just kind of along for the ride. Absolutely. Right? He take he takes a piece of equipment to Dana Barrett's house when he goes to, you know, survey the place. Sure. He has no idea what that thing does. <laughs> no. You know, she says, what is that thing you're, you know, what's that thing you're doing? And he yeah. says, it's it's technical. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he's got no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that speaks to, like... All four Ghostbusters mm-hmm. have uniquely different characters. Mm. They yep. all they all play a different piece of a puzzle. They all come, you know. Mm-hmm. No, no two of them are that much alike. Right. Yep. You know, and so and and I think that's played out so well. Sure. Yeah. Um. uh, like is there a more recognizable pop culture song like movie theme song like this movie i i know this those ghostbusters ghostbusters song and even when it kind of came on in the movie i was kind of like doing a little jig like it's it's i'll uh, I'll do i'll do you one better sure how many 1980s comedies have their own theme song yeah i was this movie is kind of on its own in that regard and I was trying to think of another, like, I was just trying to think of another movie theme that was as popular as this. Because there's movies like Back to the Future that has the power of love, but, like, that's not 
it was just a song that was used in a movie that's associated with a movie. It's not a song named after the movie. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, that's, that's it is that it's a song you can sing along to Mm -hmm. and it's the Ghostbusters theme, not a song that was used in Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. It's the Ghostbusters theme. Mm hmm. Um, okay. Tear it apart now. No, no, no. Don't you like, come on. It's, it's not even that I want to tear it apart. Like I, I think what I enjoyed is just can be summarized in like a few points and that's it. That's. Okay. It's, it's but what but what didn't you like? Hmm. I wouldn't say so. I do this and this isn't what I say let me just say this. You've mentioned on the show before that say the Wizard of Oz, um how you like it and that's a movie you would be curious about having remade and just exploring that kind of the universe i would be interested in a remake of this movie just out of principle i don't actually want this movie remade like i don't want to upset actual ghostbuster fans but this this movie's ghosts were there was like the demon and like the alien and like the demigods and whatnot but there was like the green blob and the kind of the silly ghost in the library who's just pooping around and reading a book and then just jump scares everyone it'd be interesting to have this movie with a bit more of a serious tone like if it was like an actual kind of a thriller suspense movie i I I would i would be eager to explore that universe well so if you want to remake there is one it's horrible have you seen it the 2016 yeah yeah oh it's like i'm not like i'm saying it's horrible not from a I am a Ghostbusters fan. I'm offended by it. I'm just saying it was a horrible movie. But you have seen it. Yep. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering, ooh, that's interesting. Like, I'm I'm kind of wondering if subconsciously, even though the original is far superior, I'm kind oh, of wondering sure. if it's, it's tainted your... It can't be ruled out. I was wondering that myself. Um... I don't know how to definitively like to actually answer that. Um, I mean, the new one has some great moments for sure, right? I I, yep. I think Chris Hemsworth's character is hilarious. Yep. I really like uh, Kate McKinnon's character. Yep. And that movie as well had some funny moments, some witty funny moments. So, so but, there were moments that. But were yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I disagree. I disagree in the sense that um, I would, okay, I would say one of the big issues, like, it, it, you know, on the serious note, I would say that this film, um, it has its share of serious moments, right? Like, there are some, right. there are some horror elements to the original Ghostbusters. Mm. There are some, you know, some scenes of like floating above the bed and demonic possession. And, that's true. You know, there yeah. is no Dana, only Zool. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, you know, and, and just some genuinely dark scenes. I right. think that that, uh, and, and, and the second one kind of mimics that, mm. um, which is where the remake totally fell flat. Right. Um, you know, I saw it in the theater and the remake and the opening scene 
prior to the music playing and us meeting, you know, the the, the main characters, mm. I thought was incredible. It's a guy and he's in like this museum and he's got some BS story about, <laughs> you know, how the basement's haunted sure. and this candlestick that knocks itself off the, like this little remote yeah. activated candlestick. Right. And, and, but it was, it was genuinely a frightening scene like right. when stuff yes. goes bad for the the yep. the tour guide of this museum mm-hmm. um you know he's throwing chairs that are caught in midair and stuff yep. and, and it, it goes genuinely mm-hmm. bad for him true um and 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 while i was watching that i'm sitting in the theater thinking oh god this might actually be like i might really enjoy the tone of this movie right yeah but it it just gets awful it does it yeah just, that's that's true i think it, I think if it if I was um I'd find it a bit more interesting if it had just a like even in Stranger Things there's moments where you're fearful for the 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 life of your the protagonists you're watching and there's kind of some tenser moments and I feel that this is, this movie just like with the green blob or even some of the more intense moments where it was just harder to be like I wasn't scared and I think if it had right. a bit of a different tone, that would have been an interesting route to take. Um, okay. But obviously, that's a totally different movie, and it's yeah, it's not and as I funny. Mean, like, I I would say one of the things you know, talking about the humor, I would say one of the things that really stand out about this film is this humor doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Like at no point is the humor in this movie crass or crude. Uh, yeah, no. There's a couple, right? There's like there's so this is related to a question I have that is this a children's movie because there's the scene where the ghost pulls down Dan Aykroyd's pants. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's, that there's, scene. <laughs> there's like a few moments I, that are. I I, but I don't think. Speaking, I don't think this is in any way a kids movie. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um. Or or, or that it was specifically directed at children right. when it came. You know. Sure. Like. The, essentially, this movie was, I think, kind of marketed mm. towards, or, or, or the main audience when it first came out, were um, fans of the first couple of seasons of Saturday Night Live. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, because that's who, that's what the humor is, mm-hmm. and that's who, uh, you know, a portion of your cast was. Mm-hmm. Right, the Saturday Night Live and Second City right. and yep. stuff like that. That's yep. that's you know that was the target. That's kind of what this film is, right? So much mm-hmm. like the Blues Brothers movie or the Coneheads yep. or um, you know anything like that. The movie, although it didn't start out as a SNL segment, it kind of feels like it could have. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's got yeah. that kind of. Uh, that kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in the 80s, which you love. Oh, yes. Yeah. Loved. You know? Yeah. So I think you're right. It's not a children's movie. I think I think part of me wondered if it was just because there's various people like you being a child when you saw it. And even like I know some people, one specifically like he grew up in the 80s and loves this movie, was appalled by the 2016 remake. But but it just he grew up with this movie and he'd probably be in a similar camp as you like he even as a kid he got in trouble because he was playing at his mosque like with i don't even know what those backpacks are but he had like a backpack and he was like jumping around and 
like a, pretending a to be a ghostbuster like just yeah, pretending pro, to be a ghostbuster pack. yeah so yeah. i can totally see why kids got into this movie and so i think i wondered what the target audience was but um, what i would recommend to you because mm-hmm. we did this after we finished watching the movie last night we mm-hmm. immediately went and watched rewatched the trailer for the the upcoming oh um, right. and and having that fresh and yes. there'll be a lot of references that are made in references and, and things that are hinted to in the trailer that right. you, I think you'll appreciate a lot better. Right. Cause I, so I'm even before I saw Ghostbusters, I'm so anticipating that movie coming out this summer, but I'm sure a lot of things went over my head as far as references and subtleties that I just wouldn't have understood yeah. before. No, I would, I would That's say tonight, point. tonight yeah. you, you got to rewatch that trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, so not only, not only do a lot of comedy, I would say 99.9% of comedies don't get their own theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say 99.9% of comedies don't produce their own lore. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Their Fair own yeah. their own cosplay and right. their own debates yeah. about about the, you know, what, you know... <laughs> Like, you know, you could debate things about like, well, that's not how the proton pack works. Hmm. And that's not like, like genuine, sweaty, nerdy, geeky (laughs) fandom. Yeah, this movie does lend itself to a lot of unique things just based off of how popular it was and just kind of the subject matter, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, So was there, I mean, was there a moment you didn't like? Was Was there a thing where you went, oh, come on, seriously? Uh, So... Yeah, but I to be honest, I'm like this is seriously a movie that I don't have a problem with. I I, okay. I think I think I think mostly I'm just disappointed because I was hoping I would be more into it at the end than I was. If that makes so, what sense. was okay? So what was the moment? Just when they're on the rooftop and she asks, "Are are you a god?" and they're like no and which lends to one of the funniest scene, like lines where it's like ray when someone asks if you're a god you say yes but she the she literally just said then you die zap them with lightning and to me that should be where the movie ends like if you have that powerful of a being that threatens to kill you <laughs> you should just inst like why weren't they just instantaneously killed instead of just let me just stun you so you literally push back four feet and then you just stand right up again is this a genuine this is a genuine standpoint (laughs) not i don't want to say that like it's a flaw or weakness of the movie but i literally did just kind of scratch my head at that point being like they should be dead like wow if this powerful of a being is threatening to kill you what what's it screwing around for like yeah right okay well um counter argument can i make a oh, counter yeah, argument sure. and this is this is not like there's nothing to back this sure. up there's nothing yeah. saying hey this is you know how it actually sure. is um you know it's more of me presenting a, a possible theory um gozer who's the 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 ghost in question here has just awoken from a <laughs> multi-thousand year slumber sure. 
and maybe isn't quite up to, you know, maybe maybe the powers aren't quite fully rejuvenated at this it's hard point. Hard to say. Hard to say. Right? Maybe that should have vaporized them on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but I mean, then you'd have no reason for the traveler to arrive right. in the form of the Stay Puff Marshmallow yep. Man. Which I do think is an interesting... So I think it's an interesting concept of having someone like in a story, your demise being whatever you imagine. So just taking one of a million different forms. Um, I do think like of all the things on earth, like I know there was like some comedic value to what it was, but again, I, I'm not sure what direction would I would have liked to see, like there's gotta be something cooler that it could have taken the form of. Right. Sure. But, but not as funny. Like, oh yeah, I, for you know, sure. I don't know. I just yeah. think it's 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 the the. I think one of the reasons why the film is so successful is because it doesn't really. Tr- it, it's it's not trying too hard. I think often mm, films try too sure. hard to be funny. Yeah. They try too hard. You know, like all of the, all of the humor. There's a lot of sarcastic humor in this True. movie. There's a lot of just genuine. Yes, that's that would be mm. people's responses. Yeah. Right. And, and and so there's so many moments that if you stop and think about it, you really analyze it. You go, it's not like none of the components of this scene are specifically that funny. Right. But it's such a funny scene. Right. Yep. Right. Um, when they're in the library in the beginning and they, and you know, they turn the aisle and they come across um, <laughs> some some books that have been stacked. Mm-hmm. And Ray says, you know, uh, look, symmetrical book stacking, just like the, you know, such and such of whatever. Like he, he, he pulls up a, you know, some sort of report from the past. And and Vankman says, you're right. No human could possibly stack books like this. You know, <laughs> yeah. like just this, just this general, like. Dry, witty. The, you know. Just, yeah. The stacked books prove nothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, so my moment, the moment where I go, uh, oh yeah, yeah, is also on the rooftop at the end, the very end, when we cross the streams, which is cool, and and was like this, you know, because there's been there's been all this like don't cross the streams. That's the number one rule. Don't cross. I was literally so I was in a group chat a few weeks like a few weeks ago, and someone said that. And I like I like without out of context, and I was like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. And and as soon as that happened in the movie, the light went off. I'm like, oh, it was a Ghostbusters, Go- Ghostbusters reference. Ghostbusters is one of those movies where the lines kind of trans like they become everyday mm. speak, <laughs> right? They kind of transcend that movie script. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't tell you how many times. Well, this this is gonna sound weird, but you know, just kind of bear sure, with yeah. me. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I can't tell you how many times it doesn't happen that <laughs> often, but it's definitely happened on more than one occasion, sure. where uh, you're with a friend, sure. maybe it's late at night, sure. you're hiking through the woods or on a trail or you're doing whatever, okay. and you both have to pee in the snow. Okay. There's the the so you so you're standing there. <laughs> Peeing, sure. And there's always a joke made about crossing the streams. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> always. 
Always. I can't say there needs I've to be. ever been in that circumstance. Well, but now you'll seek those circumstances out because you have a, a witty line to, so. to toss out yeah. there. So anyways, the moment. Sure. We cross the okay. streams. And four average New Yorkers mm-hmm. yep. survive a gargantuan explosion. Oh, yeah, massive. Yeah. Like that thing just explodes. And that's it. That's that's the thing where I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm just going to walk that off? Yeah. Uh, but it's so brief. Sure. And it's such a, it's such a whatever and moment. And it's getting lost in just the details of just... Yeah, it would be silly to kind of get caught up in something like that. Like, this is a fantastical movie. Just move on. Do you, do you, did you get the sense, like, there was never a joke that this movie threw at me that I felt like fell flat. There was no, like, oh, that was supposed to be funny, but it's not actually funny. Oh, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same, and 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 that's ultra impressive because well, actually, okay, it, the there's movies... one exception. Apparently, one joke fell flat on you. Okay, the, I feel like the floor of a taxi cab. Yeah, and what is so? so what is this? I did moment? a quick Google because it was on the roof. Doctor Egon Sp- Spangler said, "I feel like the floor of a taxi cab on the roof." When he was like, "Oh, okay, goo. right." When they're but oh, I okay. totally agree. Like nothing, there's nothing that you just kind of turn, do a quick turn, and be like, "That was kind of." out of place unfunny but but i think the reason the the, you know and i think the reason why i don't remember that line is because you know although none of the jokes fall flat this movie is without relent in its comedy right yeah every third line is hilarious (laughs) right and not not an intentional joke but just funny Mm -hmm. witty sarcastic dialogue right Yep. Right? Like just non stop, you know? <laughs> so, like just non stop So, let me ask you a question because this movie is what it is. Like, it's a 1980s action adventure comedy. And I, like, if we're watching this movie to watch the human experience of characters growing and relationships, this probably isn't the movie for that. Do you. The only thing I wonder about this movie is we, our characters, like, did they really grow, change, or move on in any form in this movie? And my question, my answer is probably no. So would you, would you have traded any of this comedy, witty kind of line banter for any more character development in any way, just to watch our characters grow and become more emotionally det- det- detached or attached rather? Or is that then are you losing the whole feel of the what the movie is going for? Um, I I would disagree in the sense sure. I would I would disagree with the statement that the the film doesn't have any character development sure. and growth. Um, and bear in mind, like I've only seen it once, so like, yeah, sure, it's just my impression after the first viewing. When I watch it again, I might be like, wow, I totally missed that. You know, I think the most, mo- the most, the most the growth, the most growth that we sure. see uh, in a character is in Bill Murray's character. Hmm. Go on. Um, and it's subtle, but it's there. And just that he, like, I don't know. They all, they, they do, the four of them become 
family. True. Yep. Right. They've got this very, um, you know, New York firehouse <laughs> living. Yeah. Work together, eat together, sleep together. Yep. Life. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so I think I, I would say the second one has a lot more growth. Oh, cool. I would say the second one, they really kind of unpack the characters a little bit more. Um, again, specifically, I think Bill Murray's character has the mm, most cool. growth, um, particularly in his interactions with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, okay. yep. Um, but see, you know, I think yeah, I think I, that's I, one thing I was. Ex- I, there's nothing I would change about right. this movie. I think that's one thing I was expecting. Maybe is just I was getting some "Baby It's Cold Out" vibes from Bill Murray, like when he was in her apartment and she was basically like "Get out, go," and he was just kind of like lingering on and poking his head back in. And I just thought maybe I, I guess he came around a bit and was a little bit more not forthcoming or not inappropriate but it just kind of when once she becomes yeah. kind of possessed by that entity then really they don't have much interaction till the end where he just rescues her and kisses her right um can i yeah, can i, I say something on a totally non i i just want to tell you something i found okay. Not like non Ghostbusters. It is related, Ghostbusters or? related, but not to the whole okay. overarching like is this movie a classic? Is this what have you? I found my equivalent for James Marsden for you, for who the equivalency for me. Who always plays a wiener every time? Yep. William Atherton. The actor who played uh, the yeah, CPA the redheaded agent. Guy? He Yeah, EPA. Yeah, yeah. EPA. Just an absolute wiener every single movie i would can i can i propose a revision to that statement sure be be my guest i think james marsden always plays a wiener (laughs) okay right sure which i disagree Um, with but go on well you know i but but i haven't seen sonic the hedgehog yet so who knows (laughs) right and that you know Mm -hmm. um but i think william atherton yep always plays a dick (laughs) okay so he's like one step further like he's one level ahead i think he's just always an asshole sure like i don't think james marsden is always an asshole (laughs) okay i think he sometimes is sure but he's definitely always a wiener (laughs) okay all right fair enough but but you know Walter Peck, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. total dick. So I have to, and this, I, like, I felt like a child, but it was, it's awesome what this movie made me feel. Like when he, when William Atherton's walking around after the explosion, and then all that like goo falls on him, like just him, not just like the whole street gets covered. Like it's almost like a rain cloud on top of him just splats him. I literally laughed out loud alone in a room. Good. Yeah. So this movie this movie had a touch at some times for sure. Um Yeah. A lot of famous lines. A lot of a lot so of so many. A lot of connections made now that I've seen this movie. 
Uh, yeah. Just the whole Bill Murray. Like, we saw, we kicked its ass. Yes, that one was big. And the cats and dogs living together. Like, there's a... Yeah, total madness. Cats and dogs <laughs> living together. Total anarchy. Yeah. So many, like, yeah, things that you don't realize are... From this. From, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, does that... That's happened to me with other movies. Sure. Um, I think my favorite one, my favorite instance is showing people the movie Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. Um, you know, when, you know, within the course of one scene, you get introduced to, I know you am, I know you are, but what am I? Hmm. And take a picture, it will last longer. And, you know, just all of these, all of these iconic things. Hmm. Um, that yeah you just that you know is in not in everyday speech but everybody knows them right even people who haven't seen movies or aren't into movies use on a regular basis yeah Yeah. um the ending the ending scene just i love just the music starts playing again bill murray coming out to the crowd that theme that suit it's it's 80s movie it's 80s film just at its finest yeah. yeah, I yeah, I think everyone's. I think Bill Mur- I everyone plays such a an important piece of the puzzle. Sure. In this movie, right. right? So Bill Murray plays the role of the uh, probably the most. He's the most sarcastic. <laughs> he's a bit of a skeptic yeah, at first, for sure. Um, the goofiest. But also just the kind of most, like, you know, he, he takes jabs. Mm-hmm. He shows affection and friendship through taking jabs. Sure. Right? Um, Dan Aykroyd's character is kind of the, he's sciencey, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of, I, I would say he's a little detached from reality and the way things really work sure. and how normal people talk mm-hmm. um egon is entirely detached yes. right he's, he he lives in a test tube yep what do, um, you, what do you do for a hobby i collect funguses i collect Fungi. mold spores and fungus yep. yeah um you know and then ernie <laughs> ernie hudson's character um uh winston is is very He's just the he's the most normal guy on the team, right? He yes. just wanted a job. He just yeah. needed a paycheck. He is the like right? he's the everyday guy. But like you know, so I I've got a I've got a line typed out here that I really love cool. in this movie, sure. and it's not the funniest line, but to me it just kind of it it really encompasses why these guys are so great, why they just feel like the guys, mm. right? They feel like people who you know who you'd kind of want to get to know sure uh you know yeah i i I don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but there's um ray gets elected to go up and talk to gozer (laughs) yeah right and ray says gozer the gorzarian good evening as a duly designated representative of the city county and state of new york city I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. Which he says in a very uh, fast-talking Dan Aykroyd kind of way. Sure. 
Uh, and Peter Venkman just sarcastically says, that ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just love, mm-hmm. I love the humor through and through. Yeah. Their banter, right? uh, their banter amongst themselves just comes off very natural and just fun. Small things. Mm-hmm. When they're first in the library. Right. And they're about to find the ectoplasm, yeah. like oozing off of the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and Ray says, listen, do you smell something? Just super subtle <laughs> lines like that. Listen, do you smell something? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to me, it's 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 every line in this is masterfully crafted because they were they are all masterful comedians in their own right, and so it, it's this this whole film is just kind of a big mixing pot of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'd be curious in a prequel about Dr. Shandor's backstory, like of him building the, um, that skyscraper the after the first world war. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that stuck out to I, me. I've never, I've never thought of that. Yeah. I've never, that's never, you know, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a super, it does a good job of like fascinating you Yeah. and making you wonder like, okay like ooh, there's something <laughs> yeah. there's something more insidious mm-hmm. happening here right but uh okay so hit me with some trivia yeah i've got a couple pieces here um let's hmm can you and i don't hmm where do i want to, how difficult do i want to make this very <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to. I'm sure you'll know these answers because you're a big Ghostbusters fan. So if you know them, just you can immediately say, "Yeah, I know them." Give the listener a moment or two to collect a thought, formulate a if guess. If they're behind this, if they're behind the scenes production stuff, I might not know. Them. <laughs> um, Who made they're... set design number seven? Mm, um. Uh, oh, I did know this. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Um. So, who were two other candidates for the role of Dr. Peter Venkman? Uh, so, okay, hang on. I'll give a second for... Ah, yes, yes, yes. For people to, mm-hmm. you know... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that should be good. Mm. Okay, the role was originally written for John Belushi. Oh, okay. Um, who was a good friend of uh, Dan Aykroyd's. Sure. Right, they did Blues Brothers and stuff together. Mm. So the role's originally written for John Belushi. Right. Okay. Um, unfortunately, John Belushi, Belushi passes away mm. um, and isn't able to f- to play the role. Right. I'm not 100% sure on the second one okay. I kind of think John Candy mm. um, just again because he is uh, he, he he was a part of that troupe mm. of comedians yep right yep. Um, they were all kind of friends um, yeah but I don't know for certain so my I, my two answers would be John Belushi and John Candy cool those those so Again, we were talk- kind of talking about fake news at the beginning of this podcast. Those were two names that I saw come up. They're not the two that I specifically had um, for the- this answer. So 
I'm going to say no, but you're not wrong, if that makes sense. So the two... None whatsoever, but continue. <laughs> so the two that I had were neither of those. Uh, okay. Chevy Chase and Michael Keaton. Ooh. Which, I, which the Chevy Chase know, fits I, in with the Saturday Night Live it connection. It totally fits in. Yeah. And Michael Keaton, I think, could have pulled it off. I think he would have fit right in. Yeah, I think out of all of those options, Michael Keaton is the one that I would maybe consider. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's one that I would maybe consider swapping out. For sure. Yeah. Um, what, let's go. Ghostbusters, obviously, like we alluded to before, um, <clears throat> pardon me, had its own theme song. The theme song is named yep. after the movie. Very unique. Uh, mm -hmm. So Ray Parker's Ray Parker Jr.'s theme song for the film was a number one hit for three weeks. Okay. Huey Lewis later sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagiarism due to similarities between the Ghostbusters theme song and which Louis or which Lewis song. Huey Lewis. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm 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 trying to think. I don't know many Huey Lewis songs. Right. Like I know Power of Love mm -hmm. and Back in Time. Right. And those are the only two I really know. Mm. Um and so I'm trying to play them in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm going to say Back in Time. Cool. Cuz I don't think it's super close, yep. but I don't think Power of Love is close at all. Right. And yep. that's those are the only two I know. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so if you know this song, once I say it, the tunes are remarkably similar. Um, it's Huey Lewis's I Want a New Drug. Yeah. No, I don't know it, but I'll, I, when you, I'll have to check it out. If you listen and check it out, it's it has some similarities. Whether it's actually plagiarized or not, who knows? That's only something uh, Parker Jr. himself would know. But um, yeah, there was some legal issues with that. And the final question. What, what was used for the marshmallow goo that explodes onto William Atherton? <laughs> uh, onto William Atherton? I mean, they all have marshmallow goo on them. Right. But I'm 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 specifically wanting to know. You know what? I'm. This isn't even a question. I just want to say it. William Atherton literally had fifty pounds of shaving cream dumped on him for that scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah I guess he is outside when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. it's 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 very clearly like Barbasol shaving cream. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Fifty pounds though. Yeah. Fifty pounds. That's. That's. A lot. That's a lot. And actually, like, yeah, because shaving cream doesn't weigh that much. That's the that's the whole point. Yeah, it's that old age old question: Would you rather have fifty pounds of bowling balls fall on you, or fifty pounds of feathers? At the end of the day, it's still fifty pounds of whatever it is, and if it's packed in a way that it can cause you harm, it doesn't really matter what it is. I think this is no. I would much rather have fifty pounds of shaving cream. I think I don't think that's the same. <laughs> that's true. That's a bit different. If it's a non-contained liquid that can disperse when it hits you, 
maybe but even when you look at those like um planes that drop water over forest fires like when it's like tons of water there's a limit to how much you can take yeah um there's a bit of a crossover with uh, an actor in this movie from the Die Hard series did you spot that well i mean that's william atherton oh sorry there's a second crossover <laughs> yeah so he's in your face and he's also a wiener and diehard but there's a second crossover did you spot the second um i'm trying to think i hate diehard yeah so which and i've only seen it once oh okay then um you, wait, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, i'm trying fine. to remember the movie though sure yeah um he plays a main character in diehard a very subtle extra in this movie Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't think I have any clue. Sure. Th- that's, that's, I mean, Bruce Willis isn't in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Is he? No, not at no. all. No. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman are really the only two that i know right uh reginald aside from william atherton yeah reginald vel johnson who was the police officer in die hard is a jail guard when the four ghostbusters are in jail oh he's the the family matters guy yep yes yes yeah yeah i just know him as family he's always a cop (laughs) yeah he is yeah always when he showed up in this movie i'm like what yeah yeah or or a judge or something sure but always like yeah you know. <laughs> yeah okay cool uh so, so scale of one to ten yeah uh it regardless it's between 7.2 and 8.3 regardless i would i would pay money to see this in theaters so this is in the highest tier um yeah you can't give it almost an entire... You can't give it 0.9 of a range. <laughs> There's a couple things I was undecided on in my scale. No, no, no. We need we need an actual... Oh, gosh dang. Um, I'm, 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 I'm vetoing that from ever happening. We can't ever have... Yeah. Like, no. Ooh, this is tough. I, I would probably lean on the 8.3. It's a weak 8.3. It's just barely 8.3. But regardless, that's still worth the price okay. of admission. All right. I'm going to give it an 8.9. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite a 9. <laughs> Not quite an 8.8. Not quite an 8.8. Yeah. Nowhere near an 8.8. <laughs> I would say it's like a it's it's like it's like 8.99. <laughs> sure. Uh, so what'd you watch this week? I watched Shaggy Dog, uh, as per your recommendation. Sorry, the Shaggy Dog. Sorry, the sh- no, no. It's it's kind of like I think I watched the wrong movie. It's kind of like watching Room when you were supposed to watch the, watch the Room. The oh, okay. And it was, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I watched the Shaggy Dog, and if you wrote, so do you you like this movie? I'm assuming. Yeah, I think this movie's great. So if you wrote on a piece of paper and didn't tell me what it was about and just said, you're watching a movie from the 1950s in black and white 
about a boy who becomes a dog. I probably sounds awful. I would have been like, dude, seriously, let's let's change this up a bit. Like, I don't have an hour and a half. Like, I I will would rather not watch that. But it's actually a really good movie. Um, yeah. Now I do. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember much about it, but I'm pretty sure. Is it the sequel that's called the Shaggy Da? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's I got had Dean s- Jones. Yeah. Tim Conway. I'm pretty sure I had seen that as a child, so I had not seen this. But, okay. Um, yeah. This this held up. I mean, it's set. It's so 1950s. It hurts in a way, like in a good way. Um, right. But you know, just think so many things just hit you in the face. Like the dad is this this stereotypical cliche dad from the 50s who's policing his children and hates dogs hates dogs <laughs> yelling at them just pulls out his gun starts shooting at them but he you know maintains order in the home more 50 stuff like that poor girl who just gets dropped like a hot potato when the new international girl comes to town <laughs> yeah and the family's sitting at the dinner table like i, I like i'm writing things down that gave me a hoot the dad or the mom, I forget which, they say to the eldest son, they're like, you know, it's really about time you started dating, son. And he's like 14. Yeah. It's like, he's not an old spinster. Like It's a, it's a, it's a, it was a different time, man. It was. And the, also the fact that these kids can drive, like they're in like grade eight. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I think they're like 16, 17. I guess maybe. Um, but. Yeah. I love I love when uh, when the dad gets sold out, yeah, by his youngest son, and he's yeah, just like sure. it just keeps cutting back to him, and he's like, "Moochie, <laughs> yes. Moochie, yeah." Like, what are you? And just this genuine like, son, yeah. Like, you're betraying me. Uh, do like, what do you, you understand the implications? How much trouble I could be in here? Sure, yeah, no. It's it's good. Um, I had my doubts going into it, but pretty soon I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a decent movie. This is this is worth watching." Good. Um, so ba- I basically just watched that, and then my recommendation for you. Um, so what I watched was Get Out. Um, there's not much okay. to say about it. Uh, it's just an interesting movie, an interesting ride. Um, got a lot of attention for various reasons. Um, Super political. Yeah, yeah, there's, maybe I'm overlooking it. I I like to just view it as just a movie that's just an entertaining story. And I guess there is some political implications with it. And I guess it's all in the viewer and the beholder of what they get out of a movie, right? But um, just from a storytelling, like from a movie making point of view, it's a a very interesting movie. So that's, uh, that's what I'll have you watch. All right. How about yourself? What did you watch this week? I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. And what did you think? I think it's way too long. You're not alone. A lot of people did think that. Way too long. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'll watch it again. Which is fair. Like, I think the length, I think, I think the pacing was so bad and hurt the story and, and made you somewhat confused about Mm. like what direction things were headed in and what was like, what mattered and what didn't. And like, yeah, I, 
I I think this film was really really hurt by the length. Mm. Uh and so I'm going to say mostly you know something that could have remedied something that could have been remedied by better pacing. Sure. Made put me in a standpoint where I'll say I I didn't like this movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, don't like it. And you're not alone. A lot of people a lot of people didn't receive it that well. I want to take I'm I literally want to tell you a few things that I liked about it because I felt it's a strong candidate for the movie of the year for 2019. So what I loved about it was it's how just it's portrayal of the 1960s. And it was for me it was a lot of fun. It wasn't about accuracy of the accuracy accurate depiction of the 1960s, but it was more just going for a fantastic feel, a very cool feel. Um, in you know typical Tarantino fashion, I was personally drawn in with just different fascinating scenes and sequences. That scene with Leo with um, have you seen The Great Escape? No. Yeah. So, yeah, you. It's that scene would be completely lost on you then, but just having this classic Hollywood movie completely mirrored with Leonardo DiCaprio was just fascinating and well done. Um, the Bruce Lee bits with Brad Pitt, the banter and the fighting, just some of the anticipation where like, I thought Brad Pitt was going to die when he was like alone on that cult, like looking for George. I thought he was just, I thought that we see a dead rat or a rat in a trap in the kitchen. And I thought, here's some foreshadowing, like this guy's dead. Um, but Ultimately, I think the reason I like this movie so much and it just leaves me with a, such a sad, melancholy taste is Tarantino's done this in other movies. He takes a historical, factual event and goes on a bit of a historical fiction ride. And so we're, we end this movie with like a, ultimately an actual happy ending, which is not how it turned out in real life. And the, the title crops across the screen and you remember this was just a story of once upon a time in Hollywood. This isn't actually what happened. This is just a story of what happened. And yeah, I, 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 I have the best way I can articulate it is something I saw on YouTube from Eric Voss on the new rock stars. And he put in the final moments of this film, Tarantino reminds us that this sadly is not the world that we live in. And that Hollywood actually does not reflect life as it is, but rather as a heightened reflection that provides escapism and catharsis. Uh, its role of cinema is to or the role of cinema is to transport us to this fictionalized dreamland and then to end with a dramatic awakening from that dream. And I feel this movie did that very effectively. And I, I, I think the contrast of the reality of the situation and where this movie led us just there's such a contrast that I, I, I felt it was a, a very good movie and I'm in the minority and I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. My, my full review would be a, a weak effort on Quentin Tarantino's part. Mm. I think, I think I'm just in line with where he was going. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos of what he was trying to hit with this movie. And I think you have to be aware of what his goals and intentions were. And 
just for some people that that's just not what they're interested in and and that's fine See, can i argue that though i disagree sure. yeah it, with I think which part? you made you you made you made a comment yeah. um back when we were we did an episode with carl and you made a, mm. a star wars comment sure um and i and i tried to back it up with something and your response was um if if a plot point mm-hmm. or if something about a film needs some sort of external source, some sort of external mm. print or some sort of fan video or yep. some sort of behind the scenes in order to justify it and make it good, hmm. then from a cinematic movie watching standpoint, mm. it's just simply not good. Sure. Um, and, and I think that applies here. I think... I think your perception of this, you know, like it's 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 fantastic that you have found enjoyment in this film sure. as a result of going out and watching this other material. Yeah, but the but I think that it muddies your ability to be able to mm. objectively, actually uh, rate and review the film. See, I think right? it's you know, apples you, and oranges because. And, and it's a very good point that you're bringing up. But the difference is I didn't sit up after watching this movie and saying, man, this movie sucked. I was bored. There were just missing pieces. I don't get what was going on. And then I watched an interview with Tarantino and I said, oh, that's oh, that's where it's at. I right, finished okay, watching the you... movie. It, the thing with canon is canon fills in the blanks that the movie left out. I, I appreciated what the movie did and the interviews that I've seen have just reinforced it and helped me articulate why I feel the way I feel. And there's there's a distinct I guess, difference. I don't know. For me, if I get up from a movie and my response is I don't get what was happening, mm-hmm. then that's a lose. Like, and that's, to me, that movie's... And, and that's know. fair. And some people probably did feel that way. I did not feel that way. Okay. I, I knew how I felt. Um, so moving on from mm. the movie that I didn't like, uh, we I watched uh, a movie that has Paul Rudd. I I'm interested already. And uh, Jermaine Clement. Hmm. And Steve Carell. Hmm. And Steve Carell and Paul Rudd. Steve, yeah. So, anyways, we watched a, a comedy which I've seen several times before. I just, I think it's hilarious. Sure. Called Dinner for Schmucks. Oh yes, yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Sorry, like should it? I say more? No. Yeah. Do you like it? Uh, yeah. It's actually a movie. So I, I saw it when it came out in theaters and I thought, yeah, it's okay. It's kind of slapstick. It's kind of grown on me a bit and I've appreciated it more. I think it's just cause I like Paul Rudd, but that's fair. Yeah. Paul Rudd's a very likable guy. I, so you mentioned like, Hey, I would like to get to know the ghostbusters. I seriously would just love to have a coffee with Paul Rudd. I mean, Paul Rudd is in the new ghostbusters. So yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. that's the same comment. Yeah. Um, I also watched a movie, a pretty terrible movie, um, a pretty awful sequel to what I would consider to be a a great movie and a wonderful franchise otherwise. I watched the Netflix original Pee-wee's Holiday or Pee-wee's, I don't know, 
something. It's it's the Pee Wee Herman hmm. failed revival, hmm. and it's really bad. Yeah, don't watch That's, it. Yeah, to be the Pee Wee, I don't like that that whole. I don't know if it's a saga or a series. Is kind of lost on me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the final movie that I watched. Cool. And your recommendation. Ooh. Uh, hang on, I gotta look it up. What was the name of this is, movie? Is Paul was... is Paul Rudd in it? No. Dang it. Um. Huh. What was this movie called? Paul Rudd is older than I thought he was. Uh, shoot. Now I can't think <laughs> of the name of the movie. Do you remember what um was it like a Netflix movie, a Disney Plus movie? It used it used to be on Netflix. Hmm. Was it action adventure? Mystery? Comedy? It was a comedy. Interesting. New or old? It was called The The Pill. Hmm. The Pill. Yeah, the movie's called The Pill. The Pill. I don't know if I've heard of that. The it's, Pill. It's, uh, yeah, it used to be on Netflix. It's a 2011 film. <laughs> uh, okay, don't Google just The Pill. Make sure you put no, in I movie. I wouldn't do if that. If you guys no. are at home. Uh, it won a bunch of awards. Is it an intern? No. No, it's not international. It might be indie. Okay. It might be an independent film. For some reason, my Google just, yeah, Googled like the French version of it for some reason. Interesting. No, no. Anyway, The Pill. Okay. Yeah, The Pill. Um, won some won some great awards, got nominated for a bunch of others. Sure. Um, what? It's basically a... Yeah. What? Yeah, no, go ahead. So, so the synopsis is basically... Uh, worried that he has gotten the free-spirited Mindy pregnant after an unprotected one-night stand, Fred feigns romantic interest and sticks by her side for 12 hours to make sure that she does take both doses of the morning-after pill. Hmm. Um, so sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds awful on on paper. Sure. Um, but it's it's obviously a story. Uh, it's like a romantic comedy type thing. It's a story of growth and and, sure, and sure. being less than a dick than you know you started out the movie being. Right. Cool. So yeah. Was this and this is just kind of like a random pick? Or you had heard about it, kind of thing. I'd seen it a long time ago. I'd, oh. I I had I'd watched it originally on Netflix as kind of a True. I'm crazy bored. Just pick something, um, <laughs> right? Pick something I've never heard of. Roll the dice. Sure. Roll the dice. Thought it was good. Um, mm-hmm. Watched it again as a as a refresher. So cool. Right on. Yeah. Um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. Patreon. Mm-hmm. These are all ways in which you can connect with us. Absolutely. And more importantly, mm-hmm. we can connect with you. Right. Um, Connection can, can keep occur. keep you up to date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, join our avatar uh, ponytails. Um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's so weird. Anyways. Yeah. Um, A Sigourney we, Weaver reference right there. 
Yeah, we constantly we're constantly posting all the time, pretty mm. much every day of the week. Um, sure. We're putting up some sort of you know whether it's an article not brought to you by we got this covered um or or an opportunity to vote on a movie Mm -hmm. um for one of our future episodes or an opportunity to get entered in wicked awesome giveaways Mm -hmm. um we're pretty much always posting and our social media is the way to stay on top of that um so all of those links are posted down below please check that out yeah please please check that out Mm -hmm. Um, specifically right now, sign up for Patreon. Mm-hmm. Tell us why, Pete. Well, we've got the Valentine's Day chocolate giveaway. So if you sign up on Patreon, we are doing a draw for two prizes, each worth over $17 in Lindor and Ferrero Shea. And the, all you need to do to enter the contest is sign up to support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, which... Actually boils That's down. Crazy. It's like for four cents a day, twenty-five cents a week, or a dollar a month, you're entered in this prize, and you have a pretty good chance of winning. Um, and 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 can I say that like you know it, like you stay supporting us? Sure. And uh, and then you're just automatically entered into all future. Yes. Yeah. Things. Absolutely. Um, which happens frequently yeah i mean our first giveaway was uh back in october and yeah. this will be our third already yeah, so we are right. uh yeah you know it's it's a good way to underpay for some sweet stuff yeah for 17 dollars worth of chocolate that's uh yeah it's a pretty good deal i'd, yeah. I'd yeah, sign up sure. if i were you the listening audience yeah yeah uh, thanks again to our show's sponsor, Tim mm, DeArmond. Thanks. Um, if you want to check out some of his uh, sweet posts mm-hmm. on marketing and uh, sales and stuff like that, check out the link below. Yes, um, do. He's a pretty sweet guy. Yes. Uh, do you have a shout out? Uh, no, I don't. Not for this week. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Wow, thank you for... Thank you for not preparing. Well, I it's I so that's not true. I actually prepare a lot, but I don't. So Ghostbusters isn't a movie that's popular in my circle of friends. So I didn't have anyone that I could specifically think like, "Hey, Steve would like a shout out. Let's give it Who to are Steve." Your friends, then that's awful. It's what a mm, unfortunate. It's, it's all about thing. subjective things, because so you so you think that there's the movies that we voted on were movies that i should see but there are more far more important movies to cinephiles that i think people should see over men in black or or ghostbusters yeah like what 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 name a movie more important than ghostbusters citizen Kane. i'm not saying i'm i'm ah. yeah but from a fandom standpoint um yeah, I, I I see the difference. You'd be a fan. You'd be a fan of Ghostbusters before you're a fan of Citizen Kane. <laughs> hey, uh, there's a lot of Citizen Kane cosplay at uh, Comic Con. Let me tell you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what you're saying is that the um, the voting responsibility, or not the voting responsibility, <laughs> the the shout out responsibility, has fallen on me. Yes. That's that's rude. Eh, it depends on your definition of rude. My definition of rude is is has just recently changed. Oh, dang. To you. 
Mm. Uh, no, so okay, I can do I can do a shout out for sure. My shout out this week is for Jen Hillier. Mm. Um, she's one of the people that voted for Ghostbusters. Cool. I have no idea whether she listens to the show or not, hey, um, we'll or just out. went ooh Ghostbusters and you know clicked. Yeah. But um, which is also super valid. That is a one hundred percent valid response yeah. to seeing Ghostbusters. That's fair. Going yeah, losing all sort of <laughs> sense of motor function and just. That's, getting all giddy no that's like you need motor function to like click on the vote so she lost mm. she lost yeah anyway uh thank you for listening S- stay tuned mm. tune in next week yes. um next week we have the first episode of its kind um we will be interviewing the whole episode actually will be us interviewing a gentleman named stefan duchene mm. um who is the owner of a naturist um or or in layman's terms i guess nudist uh campground um and he's going to come talk to us about nudity in film um how it's used how it should be used how it shouldn't be used how it's been used in the past um and and much more uh on that topic so stay tuned that that should be interesting at the very least hmm that's your response? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's it? That's all you've got? That's all i got. Okay, well, bye then. Yep. Yeah.